My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. I'm so excited. I'm actually bringing on a guest that I previously had on. We just had so much to talk about and such a valuable conversation before that we have some more topics we want to cover today. So you guys, the guest I'm bringing on again is Anita Anello. Super excited to have her on again today. She's the founder of Ripple Effect, a successful software executive dedicated to helping successful women entrepreneurs enjoy more time, money, and freedom. She's also the host of The Messy in the Middle, one mom's journey to building a profitable business. You guys, if you want to hear more about, you know, her journey and background as to how she got to where she is today, you can check out our last episode. All the information is there, but welcome to the show again, Anita. It's so nice to have you back. Oh, thanks, Britt. I'm happy to be here and excited to see what we're going to talk about today. Me too. So we were talking just before the interview here about, you know, as an entrepreneur and having all these um, tasks on our plate and being so task driven, how we often forget about the relationships, even if we don't mean to. Um, so I think that's a good place to start. Let's talk about how, why it's so important to keep those relationships going throughout your entrepreneurial journey uh, for a stronger connection. And from there, normally the money flows and, you know, the connections flow as you keep those relationships. Yeah, I love that. I think, I think there's such a temptation, like, I'm just going to kind of put it out on the table. I think there's such a temptation in as an entrepreneur today, and in, especially in the online space to do all the tasks of all the things. And then our day fills up with all the tasks. And then we kind of maybe not necessarily purposely, but what ends up happening is we kind of forget about the relationship part. And so really, if you like, you know, and I started this conversation, we first started catching up on our relationship. How are you doing? What's going on? You just just took a trip, you know, what's happening in your family, those kinds of things. And then from there, we transitioned into getting ready for the podcast. And so sometimes I think there is this um, like a, it's a little bit of like an illusion or a mask that goes over us that if if I just do like X amount of posts and create all this content and reach out to all these people as cold calls on LinkedIn and all these platforms that I'm on, what happens is it's two things. One is it's really puts people off because don't we know that every time, every time somebody reaches out to me and I, it's so obvious that they're like, hi, fill in the blank. I'm interested in what you have to offer, but really I want to sell you something like that. It just feels yucky when people do that. And so, but instead, if we really want to cultivate relationships, this can be about cultivating relationships that we've had for 20 years. Like I've been in the same industry for 20 plus years. So I've known people. Now I'm not necessarily saying that I talk to all of those people every single day, every single week but I have relationships with those people. So wouldn't it make sense that I go back and 
cultivate those relationships. Even if I haven't talked to somebody, one of the most common things that I get is like, Anita, I haven't talked to you in a while, but it feels like we picked up right where we left off. It's because the relationship is there and I'm more interested in them as a person first. And then we get to the other stuff of business later. Um, the other thing that I noticed that when it comes to relationship, what you kind of alluded to is we know that in business, if I don't know anybody yet, sometimes we think like, oh, I'll just put out all of these posts and then I'll pay for Facebook ads and then I'll pay for these ads or whatever. And everybody's just going to naturally come into my world to like, for me, I have a high ticket offer. So it just doesn't work that way. There's none of that, what we call in the online space. There's none of the no like, and trust it takes time to nurture that relationship. And by the way, like sometimes that process, it takes, it just takes time. And when, but when we put in the effort of the time to get to know people, understand where they are with their, where they are in their life, and then how we can serve them first. I have just found, maybe you have as well, that, that naturally the conversation unfolds because the relationship is unfold. It's not, I'm not just hitting them with, Hey, by the way, I have a product to sell you. I'm actually cultivating something much deeper because I really genuinely care about people. And for those of us that are in the space that are really focused on the relationship first, and then everything comes after that, I, I think we just see better success in our, in our lives as a whole. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Anita. I mean, you mentioned how people just, you know, send you a message and be like, I'm so interested in what you're doing, but they come off so salesy that way when they're, it's such a cold reach. And, you know, if you can really build that relationship and maintain it, everything flows in later on. And then they begin to trust you and, and like you actually, right. Instead of right. feeling like, Oh, I just have to buy from her. Cause, um, you know, she won't stop bugging me, but in, in your case, cause you have high ticket offers, it would never work that way. You really need those relationships. And that's why they're so important. Um, for one, you care about the person too. And yeah. I'm sure you would only offer, you know, one of your, um, t- high ticket offers if you knew it could actually help them. Right. So, right. Right. And, you know, I serve a very specific market segment in my coaching program. I am specifically, because it's where I've been in my life, I'm specifically drawn to and drawing in those successful corporate women of faith that have built a certain level of leadership and accolades and income and all this kind of stuff, but they want to pull off and build something bigger. They have like a God-sized idea inside of them that has kind of been brewing around for a long time. And they don't they don't want to degrade their lifestyle or kind of do full-time ministry work where they feel like they don't make any money. Like those things just don't resonate with them. So because of that, like I, I genuinely care about the women that I serve in my community because it's where I'm at. And I found that in my life that I found that we as, as Christian women and in the corporate space and wanting to build businesses or just being okay with being successful I, we didn't have a space. Like I didn't feel like I fit in. And so I, I like, I'm really prescriptive about creating an environment where we as women that fit some of those categories can be cheered for and encouraged and given good, solid wisdom to be able to take those next steps. Not none of the like, Hey, by the way, I'm going to help you make a million dollars overnight or any of that kind of stuff. Right. And we all know it doesn't work that way. Right. So <laughs> 
<laughs> but you know, the funny thing is we do see people out there trying to say it works like that. And we all know that's not yeah. the way it doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, this is great. And I know we touched on it on our last episode, but if you want to quickly just touch on again, how, where you're at in your business now, how you are still continuously attracting that specific avatar towards you within your business. Yeah. So I have, I have a very specialized skill set. I, um, I manage, I do project management and specifically escalation management and change management for SAP software projects. Uh, and in that space, what I have found is there are just relationships that I have built with corporate women that are similar in that space. They're probably in tech. They're probably work on, you know, in tech kind of in the software arena. They uh, probably have, like I mentioned before, they've probably risen to a certain level of success. And so what I've done is I've been able to actually take my old um, income from my previous career and actually triple that and work about uh, about half the time to a quarter of the time that I used to. Um, and so in that space, what I love is helping other women have that time and money freedom to be able to still thrive in life and do all the things that we want. Um, so it's not just even like, like the messaging sounds great and that's okay, but it's also genuinely like, this is what I'm living out in my life. And because it's what I'm living out in my life and it shows in what I do, like I, I have the track record to be able to show other women how to do the same thing. Then there is, there is, um, like that we kind of had hinted on this imposter syndrome, like that mm -hmm. just, it's not the case for me because this is what I'm actually doing in my business every single day and coaching women to do the same thing every single day. Right, right. I mean, you have proved to other women that it is possible because you've, you've done it. So, yeah. you know, yeah. that builds the belief for sure. Um, so another question is what, talking about relationships and this might, um, drizzle into this nicely. But anyways, I, my question is, what are all the ways you're growing your business today? Uh, is it strictly the relationship building? Or do you have other methods that are working really well within your business? So I would say that I probably have two primary avenues, like at a real high level. So one is relationships, it's being able to cultivate and reach back out to the people that I already know that I already have had a relationship. So when you've been in a career for a long time, like there are people that you know that you can reach back out to, and then you can cultivate either direct relationships for prospects. You can do joint ventures. We can do like collaborations. Like I love being able to connect with other people. I'm actually quite introverted, but I found like even during COVID that I, I actually enjoy connecting with people more than I ever really kind of gave it credit for until COVID hit. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, I kind of miss people. I miss, I love working with people and talking with people that that's really where I come alive is in the interaction, kind of like what we're having here. The other right. area that I've really seen great success, which I admit was, was kind of challenging in the beginning. And we'll talk about that next is, is really through podcast guesting. And so I host my own podcast and then I'm a guest on other podcasts. And what I found in that space is when you show up and you're willing to serve somebody else's audience. That just goes so far. Like I'm, I'm really like practical and tactical. A lot of the, 
um, podcast episodes that I do on my own are, okay, ladies, like, let's get down to the practical and tactical. Let's talk about our mindset. Let's talk about how we implement things so that we can actually move forward in our business. That's, I love that space. Like I, I'm kind of task driven in that way. Um, but what I found is the more that we go forward and talk to other people in the podcast format, um, the more people I'm able to impact and the more fun I'm having because I'm excited about impacting more people and helping them, whether there's any, you know, anything like any reciprocity or anything like I, I love just showing up and serving people. That's really my heart is to show up and help and you know, help can come in a lot of different formats. It can come by just delivering a message. It can come by delivering a word of encouragement. It can come by giving practical steps. It can come by engaging with other people. And so those are a couple of the ways I know, like in our time frame together, we can't, we can't go over, over everything, but those are some of the, the high level the areas. That I, yeah. That I like to focus on in, in my podcast personally. Love it. Yeah. What a great way to grow globally too. Right. So based on your, your podcast now, what were the intentions behind it before you started it? And, uh, where is that at exactly today? I know you go on other shows and you have people come on your show as, as well, but if you wanted to dive into that, that would be great. Sure. Sure. So the podcast started out, um, I mean, I'll be honest, it started out kind of janky. It was a little bit of like, wasn't really sure what to talk about, but you know what? Here's what happened. The more I showed up and the more I got comfortable on camera and the more I started delivering content and in a way that was really helpful, the more comfortable I got in the process. Um, and I went through like some different iterations of the podcast. And then, then I stumbled on this concept. I was working with my own business coach and we were talking about a bunch of things. And he goes, you know, Anita, like as a mom, and, um, and I am also like a, co- a certified copywriter for Ray Edwards. And so I'm always thinking of like a play on words and that kind of stuff. And so one of the things that we started talking about and just kind of offhanded was what if we, what if you created a show where you just showed up every day and it's like, I don't know, morning meditations with Anita, or I don't know, we kind of rattled off some of these different names. And one of them that came up was the messy middle. And I was like, Oh, well, let me think about that a little bit. And so then I I went away on a trip. Um, uh, I was going to an event. And over that time I was gone, I was recording videos. And I was like, let me just try this messy middle thing. And it really resonated with the audience. Like it really, I have a great following on TikTok and, and LinkedIn and all the other social platforms. But what I noticed when I started is that when I switched the naming convention and started, it's called the messy middle. And it's really one mom's journey to build a profitable business. And so as I started like cultivating that idea of the messy middle, what I noticed is, is I was no longer feeling like I had to like curate and produce content and show up like with the pressure of like, oh my gosh, I have to have like my five points and it has to be this and it has to be all these things. What I found is I kind of took a step back and this was a different in approach is that I was really just going to document my journey. And I really started shifting in the way that if I just document my journey, um, it actually took, it took the pressure off of, you know, like as ladies, sometimes when we want to produce content, we're like, oh, now I got to do my hair and my makeup and 
I don't normally do my hair and my makeup every single day. Like that seems <laughs> like a lot of hard work. And so I, I actually just allowed myself to just be really real. Like for sure, sometimes, you know, I have clothes on and I have my hair and my makeup done, but other times I might just be uh, exercising. I might be on a walk. I might be out gardening. I might be going to the grocery store. Like the idea is like, what's really going on on a day-to-day basis so that you really see the real part of some days it's, Hey, things are firing and they're going really well. Some days are like, Ooh, today is not a good day. And let's talk about why that is. And what am I doing to shift that? And so in that whole idea of like the messy middle, it's really, it's really documenting my journey. And so that other people can see the journey. Like, don't we, don't we love to be, I don't necessarily want to be a person also that's like, well, I used to be like this and everything was like, life was kind of a mess. Cause I have had those seasons for sure. And then all of a sudden I showed up like this and I'm standing in front of the jet or whatever. Um, like those, t- like, I, I guess maybe what it was, Brittany is I wanted to see those things for myself. I wanted to see like the, the progression of the steps that somebody else took when they were really real and they would say some days it's awesome. And some days it's absolute shit. And what does that look like all in between? And so that's kind of where the messy middle was really born out of. And it has been, I tell you what, this idea that somehow I could have imposter syndrome with just showing up and being me. It's like, I don't even know what that means anymore. I didn't totally that phrase. That phrase didn't always resonate with me. And it's because I don't, I don't really know how to show up and not be authentic. Like I'm, I'm pretty raw. I'm pretty honest. I'm pretty vulnerable. Like that's kind of how God's made me anyway. Um, So I'm okay with that. But the podcast has allowed me to really show up and just say like, here it is. (laughs) This is what's going on today. And it's so free. I love it. I, I love that part of it. Because it's you're so- being real and free, um, you know, and these topics you're talking about, like, the, you're not just talking about all the sec- success, you're talking about the real raw struggle in between and then, you know, the roller coaster yeah. ride along it. So this is great. And you mentioned um, you have quite a big following. Now, I know that your following had really skyrocket rocketed throughout your journey. And was a lot of the following coming from, you know, taking snippets out of your podcast and posting them to other social media platforms? Tell us about that. Yeah, so we employ in my business, we employ a real systemized process where I create the content and then my team uses some tools. One of our favorite tools is called repurpose.io. And that is amazing. So really, essentially, what we do is we create Um, we do a couple of things. We create YouTube podcasts and then that's where the core content is going to live. But then we'll post it up to TikTok. Once once we post it on uh, YouTube, then we'll create those chapter headings and then we'll post it up to really the starting point is TikTok because they have the best, you know, the the platform is just the best one that's out there in terms of finding reach. Uh, So in algorithms and you can upload in 4K and all that good stuff. But then the other thing that happens is once the pieces of the content are divided up and they are, then they go into repurpose and then they get purposed out to everything else. So I have the ability to take one podcast episode. Let's say it's like 15, 20, 30 minutes. I don't always have an exact time on mine, 
but I can I can cut that up and divide that content up and turn it into maybe 30 pieces of content over the week or more, depending on how the topics slice up. And then because I'm spreading it over all my social platforms, so I can take one piece of content and spread it over, uh, divide it up. And then I can also take it and put it all to the platforms. And so by the end of the week, when I look at my metrics, I'm actually multiplying the effect that I'm having. And that was really based on a friend of mine, Brian Swiltowski is his name, and we can put his the title of his book in the show notes. Um, he yep. wrote a book called Multiply. As a matter of fact, we can even share it right here. So it's on screen. It's a book called Multiply by Brian Swiltowski. And he, it, you can get it on Amazon. It's a quick little read. And it does a phenomenal job of helping you understand how do you multiply content without driving yourself crazy and burning yourself out. I mean, that's kind of the way that I would describe it. I love that because it's crazy in one episode, all the different snippets you can take and really divide it on different platforms and everything can blow up from there, which is incredible. And it's so true. A lot of people burn out by, you know, not doing stuff like that. So um, really taking advantage of all the different ways that you can, you know, put it out there for the world to see other than just YouTube. Right. Right. And notice what I said too, is that I'm, creating the content because there's only me that can do that, but I have a team and I'm using systems and I'm using tools to be able to allow that to flow through from there. If I, you probably know this, like if I was responsible and I did do this in my business early on when I was responsible to edit all, create all the content, edit all the content and post all the content, it would like take up my whole day because you say, Oh, no big deal. I'll upload it over here. Well, the upload takes 15 minutes. And then you got to do that again and again and again and again. It's like it's all a of a sudden you're, yeah, all of a sudden your day shot and you're exhausted and you're like, well, shit, I just did one little post. Now you want me to do this again tomorrow? Like this seems, this seems a little bit ridiculous. So anyway, I, I'm, I'm grateful to have kind of learned and, you know, kind of like what we talked about in our last, last episode, I tried stuff. I kind of failed And the reason that it was okay to fail, because by the way, it is, as long as we learn from that. And once I learned from that, then I was able to try something else. I was able to go and find a new resource, find a better way to do that. And that, that's been, I think that's key in our, our journey of life, but it's also really key as entrepreneurs that we understand it's okay to try and fail as long as we're learning and we're figuring out and we're doing something better the very next time. Or, you know, we, right, we're learning from it and we're doing something different. Absolutely. And every successful entrepreneur you see out there, like they failed more than winning, right? Obviously they failed forward, but they they didn't give up. They tried something different. They, you know, changed the angle. And now you mentioned having a team um, that does, you know, all that work for you, which this way you're not burning out and you're getting so much more done and reaching more people this way. When did you decide to delegate and outsource and develop that team to help you throughout those steps with the podcast and social media? Uh, For me, it was as soon as I had the income and I could afford it. As soon as I had the room in my budget, um, I was like, there was, cause I, I kind of remember I, I knew going in that I wasn't going to build a business where I was forced to work. And I really call it that. Like I was forced to work 40 or more hours a week. I'm a homeschooling mom. I'm an entrepreneur. I serve clients and I coach people. And so 
I knew going in that if I was going to create a business that really suited my life first, that trying to do everything myself wasn't going to work long term. So I really set out my goal ahead of time to have a lot. I always wanted financial freedom. That was a big thing for me. But for me, like neck and neck is time freedom. Because I I feel like when I am allowed to have downtime, then my creative juices really flow. When I'm allowed to have that downtime, I'm a better business owner. I'm a better mom. I'm a better wife. I'm a better homeschooling mom. Like I just I just know that about me. And it, so it was equally important that I reached some financial goals. And then I also had some time management goals going on there so that I didn't feel like, because I thought, well, shoot, if I'm going to work a full-time schedule again, plus try to homeschool my kids on, like I, I may as well go work for somebody else because at least then I don't have to do all the other administrative pieces of running a business like that. That's not really the fun part of it for at least not for me. So I, I just that would defeat the purpose of yeah. what you did, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew it's going funny. in that I, yeah, I needed to have structure. I needed to have systems and I needed to have a team around me to be successful. Absolutely. The right systems in place and a team. So I always like to ask this at the end of the episode um, on a lot of my shows, but what is your definition of success as a successful entrepreneur yourself? I think that is, that's an excellent question, Brittany, first of all. Some days, it honestly, some days it ebbs and flows and changes. There are right. certainly but it's a bigger picture than just like a number for me. So success to me looks like there's a financial component for sure. Cause money's great. We got to live, we got to live, we got to eat. We got, we want to do fun stuff, all that kind of great. So there's a financial component for me. There's very much like a time component. We just talked about that. There's a freedom, freedom. component. There's a spiritual component for me. Like some days I just want to be able to have the freedom to be out in the garden and spending time with my kids or praying or going for a walk. Like those are things that are really important for me. So success is it's those things, but it's most importantly, it's, I want to have time to intentionally raise my own kids and give my husband the attention that he wants and needs and deserves. So it's relationships first and then everything else kind of be is built around that. So I don't know. I wasn't really prepared. Love to that. No, that was incredible. No, that was incredible answer. Yeah. So like, honestly, just being present mother and wife, you know, yeah. before anything and being, having the freedom to do that, like that is success, right? You are able yeah. to do that and then everything else flows. So yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Anita. I just want to give you the last two minutes here to talk about your business and anything that's coming up and the best way to connect with you. If anyone yeah. listening in the audience is ready to reach out. Yeah. So um, as ter- in terms of like coming up this year, we are um, working on launching. The- so we're going to, con- <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to continue with producing the podcast on a regular basis. Cause I just love doing that. It's so fun. So if you want to join and listen to the podcast, it's called the messy middle with Anita and Nello. Um, then the other things that we can do is I will be launching uh, another round of my high ticket mastermind. And that is specifically for those successful women of faith 
that have been in leadership roles and they have a God-sized idea inside of them where they want to be able to launch a business without degrading their lifestyle or losing their relationships closest to them. Uh, and you can reach me at therippleeffect.net. An effect is spelled with an A. Uh, you can also go to um, the same website is at also at anitaanello.com. And you can find your way in either one of those. I am on TikTok and LinkedIn. Those are probably my two favorite platforms because that's where my ladies hang out. Um, but also on Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and all those others. Um, but I'm just really excited this year. I feel like I feel like last year for a lot of people was really a year of building systems. And then this year is really a year of launching and thriving. And so I just am super excited to see what we're doing in the entrepreneurial space as women. I love what you're doing, Brittany. I'm super excited to be able to support you and serve your community. You are so special to each of the people that listens to you. So I just want to honor you in that. Like, you really Thank are. You, Anita. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for I'm, you, I'm that's why I had you on again. <laughs> I'm excited to see what God's going to do in both of our lives this year. It's good. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Anita, thank you so much for taking the time to come on for a second time and share sure. more value for myself and my audience. I, I absolutely enjoyed this so much. And, you know, we'll have to get you back on for a third time <laughs> and see how the mastermind went and everything like that. I'm sure you have so much more value to add. Um, that 20 minute episodes just doesn't have enough time to get it all in. So yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, kidding. Thank you uh, so much for coming on today. Um, group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like, and subscribe, subscribe, guys, I'm tongue tied today group. If you're listening and enjoyed, please like, and subscribe. If you're a six figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on just like Anita and Nello did today to talk about your journey or talk about the podcast, please go to top 100 interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks so much, Anita. Thanks guys. Catch you on the next episode. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.